Hello, and welcome back to Small Talk. We've got a great episode ahead as we speak at the pair from Wisconsin River Falls. I'm your host, Katie Mucci. Each week on the show, we highlight the past and present of Division Three, with both current and former student athletes joining to talk about their experiences, their favorite on-campus spots, the craziest road trip stories, and more. This week, we've got a grandfather-grandson duo joining as Dylan Carter, a current member of the men's basketball team, and Bob Carter, a UWRF Hall of Famer, join us. We talk about the changes around campus, the family connection at Wisconsin River Falls, their favorite memories, and more. Thanks for joining this week. Now it's time for some small talk. Hi, I'm Dylan Parker. I'm a current member of the UWRF men's basketball team. Bob Parker, and I um, am retired, but uh, during my life's work, I was a a teacher and a coach. I coached in high school and then I coached one year in junior college and then I coached, I uh, was a head coach three years in, at uh, Valley City State in North Dakota and then nine years at uh, head coach at UW-Stevens Point. Well, thank you both so much for joining me today. I'm excited to chat with you. Um, for our the people listening out there, we have a grandfather and a grandson duo, so I'm excited to get this dynamic and hear about your different experiences at River Falls. Um, so the first part we're going to start on is on campus. So Dylan, I'm going to have you kick off this question, but what are some of those spots when you and your teammates are hanging out around campus, um, either on campus or in the, the surrounding area? What are those places you hang out? Um, what are kind of the, the favorites? And then Bob, if you want to follow up or any of those, were they around when you were there? Are they kind of, you know, staples in the area? Um, so Dylan, kick that one off. Um, I'd probably say like one of the main spots just because we're there the most is the locker room. Uh, this is like where we hang out a good amount before practice, uh, after practice, before lifts, after lifts. And like, I'd say that's one of the, like the main key spots. And then the, another is the UC and the uh, cafeteria. Um, a lot of people go there. Um, get lunch after class or dinner after practice and whatnot and that, I'd say that's one of like the bigger things where uh like our team is creating a bond and getting to know each other better yeah and I would say that uh you know when I was there the campus wasn't as big as it is now and uh you know we hung around a lot in the student center but it was much smaller than what the student center is now um and all the athletes went there. You know, it was kind of a neat place to go because not only did you hang with the basketball players, but you got to know all the football players and uh, and uh, baseball and, and 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 all the other sports. So it was a great place to be. And Bob, I assume you've been back to campus a bit with Dylan on the team now. Has what is maybe the biggest change or something that you just look at and you're like, man, I wish I had that when I was there. Well, that would have to be the the, the uh, athletic facility. Um, it's second to none in the WIAC right now in our conference. It's it's an outstanding facility. Uh, um, it got done primarily uh, through the efforts of a uh, of wonderful athletic director uh, Don Page, who was there when I was there, um, and he had connections to Herb Cole in in, in uh, um, Madison and and uh, um, other connections down there as well because he, he attended school and played basketball there so we got good donations from them um, 
it's just an outstanding arena, you know, along with uh, uh, training and and uh, practice gyms and so forth. Hockey arena, it's beautiful. Very cool. Um, when you're in the local area, and I'm I'm going to be naive to the Wisconsin areas, but local town, is there any kind of hot spots there when you're trying to go out to eat, grab coffee, anything, Dylan? Uh, yeah. I mean, my grandpa knows it as well. <laughs> uh, Nutty Squirrel. Uh, we go there a ton, um, even when he's just visiting uh, in general. Um, that's like the main place to go. He's got a few other ones too. He doesn't admit it. He's 21 now. So he's got a couple <laughs> other hangouts that he can go to too. Tell us what those are, Dylan. Uh, I mean, we the main spot is Johnny's out of, out of anything I'd say. That's like our go-to. When I was there, uh, the Nutty Squirrel was called Bo's and Mine and Bo, uh, uh, Stanton was a, a great supporter of athletics and so we always uh, kind of hung out at that place too. It's an eatery, uh, kind of a sports bar type thing, and uh, so it's it's in the center of town and, and kind of the place to go. And Johnny's as well. Johnny's was has been renovated since I was there because it wasn't nearly as nice as it is now. Very cool. It's nice to have some things that have stuck around. Um, that's not always the case in small smaller towns. Um, now let's go on the road a bit. So talking about travel, this has been one of the funniest things. This is, I think my 19th episode of this podcast and hearing the differences in how teams travel from even sometimes only 10 years back or even shorter to now. Um, so Bob, I'll have you kick this one off when you guys were going on your trips. Um, I assume mostly around Wisconsin, but when you're going on your trips, how were you guys traveling? Were you getting a bus with the whole team? Were you guys in vans? Um, what was that? What was that like for you? No, we had a we had a travel agency bus, and uh, I'm I'm not sure it's changed too much from those days. Um, we we traveled in a uh, all of the places. Uh, maybe you know Stout's pretty close by. We may have taken vans down there, but otherwise, uh, you know, most of our trips were long enough that it behooved a nice bus. So we traveled. I, I can't complain at all about the way we traveled. Uh, we played a couple of uh, times out in North Dakota, and we flew out there for those games. Um, so I think it was up to speed in those times, and it probably hasn't changed very much, uh, you know, with Dylan now. I know that, you know, most small small colleges, you know, have uh, issues with finances. So, um, you know, sometimes they don't travel as far as they should, or, you know, you have to raise the money to go far places. Um, when I was in Stevens Point, we went to both the Bahamas and and Hawaii and raised uh, raised that money to go there. What about you, Dylan? How's the you guys still on buses? I assume so, but yeah, yeah, no, we'd take uh, coach buses to everywhere, um, regardless of like the distance. Like just how we still would take a coach bus and everywhere else. We haven't. Uh, or in my time, at least, we haven't flown anywhere yet. Uh, we were supposed to back two years ago, so 2021, um, we were supposed to go to Washington, but uh, because of COVID and then the weather was kind of not the greatest during December, so 
uh, we ended up not going to that, which kind of sucked, but. Well, good. I am very impressed that they were doing travel like that um, years ago, Bob. So that's awesome for you because most people I've heard, like I said, even only 10 years back or so are vans. They had an assistant coach drive one or a student coach drive one. And um, there were we had someone lose a transmission on the road. So very impressive uh, travel, travel there for River Falls. Yeah. When I was in North Dakota, our budget wasn't quite the same. And when I was at Valley City State, not only did we drive in vans, but I drove one. <laughs> so so it, 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 it's different. How, how'd you do with that drive? Yeah. It's a bit of a bigger car. Oh, I, I didn't do so well in the whiteouts. Have you ever been in a whiteout in North Dakota? <laughs> I can only imagine. You know how you drive in a whiteout? Besides how? very carefully. Yeah. You, you, you turn your lights off and you turn your flashers on. And, ah. then that, and that that beams the, the black highway back to you. Um, if you keep your regular lights on, you can't see and you can't stop because somebody will run into you from behind. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I learned how to handle that. Well, now so. I know. Um. And I know you said you haven't gotten really to fly anywhere, but obviously, Bob, you talked about a couple of trips you took your team on. Um, any any good touristy or, or fun experiences you got to have other than just going to Hawaii or Palms? Well, and and this isn't with River Falls. This is with Stevens Point. But uh, um, when we went to the Bahamas, for example, we, we won their tournament down there and we played the Bahamian national team in the uh, in the championship. And they were beating us by 20 points at halftime. And they only had, they had uh, six, they had seven players. And they were just pounding us at halftime. We had a good team, an undefeated team. And in the second half, they started arguing with each other. And one of their players fouled out. And then another one fouled out. And the last guy that was available on the bench wouldn't go in the game. So they, they were forced to play with four players the rest of the game. And we came back and beat them. So that was an interesting experience down in the Bahamas. Um, a win is a win. Yeah. And Hawaii, <laughs> uh, Hawaii uh, was a great experience as well. We won that tournament too. And, uh, um, and we did, uh, we stayed on the main Island and then, and I think we took, we hopped over to the, to play Hawaii Hilo, you know, in another game. So, um, and again, when I played, when I played at River Falls, and when I when I coached, it was always NAI. It was never Division Three. You know, I, I was never involved with Division Three. It was always NAI. Got it. And Dylan, you know, you said, like I said, you haven't flown anywhere, but any good trips or road touristy experiences you guys got to have? Uh, yeah. Um, one year we went down to Nebraska, and that was really fun. We won both games down there. Um, and we played a team from Texas, and I can't remember where the other team was from, but those were two good games, and uh, that was in 2021 as well, and those uh, that year was fun. Uh, we probably did our best that year so far, of my time being here. And then last year, we went to Illinois, um, and that was a cool experience as well, and it was uh close to home for me so I got to see uh, my family as well as uh, one of my aunts that lives down there so that was fun 
Very cool. So now let's talk about academics, the student part of student athlete. Um, Dylan, what is your major? Uh, so I'm majoring in uh, computer science. And then I guess I haven't even told you yet, Grandpa, because I just like made my mind up. But I'm going to major in business as well since I'm going to stay for five years. Um, so I'm going to major, double major. May as well, because why not? <laughs> Very impressive. Um, Bob, what was your major when you were in school? Uh, I majored in Broadfield Social Studies, and uh, uh, you had to have a minor in history for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it was a it was a conglomeration of history and geography and economics and sociology. Um, and then I taught that uh, for 10 years at the high school level, I taught social studies. So, and I had a minor in Fayette because I knew at some point I wanted to coach in college. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I built my, I built my uh, Fayette minor into a master's degree at UW-Lacrosse. So, um, so yeah, it was, uh, and it was great. River Falls in those days had great instructors. Uh, I'll never forget people like Ed Peterson, who was just fantastic with all the European war things. And and, uh, um, and then, too, you know, there were teachers on campus that really cared about us, too. I think you get that in a small in a small college scenario where, you know, they know who the basketball players are and they know which ones are serious about their studies and which ones aren't. And. Uh, you know, I, I would mention George Fields was the uh, chancellor at that time, and he was, he, I bet he was at 70% of the basketball games. He would come all the time, football as well, and we knew that, you know, we knew, you know, which ones were supportive, and and most of them were, um, and, and I think that's continued today, too, because I see uh, uh, Dr. Maria Gallo, who's the uh, chancellor now uh, at a lot of the athletic uh, events. And I'm not sure you get that at the big institutions. Yeah, that was going to be a follow-up question for uh, also for you, Dylan, right now. As you're in the thick of it and and taking some tough majors, what's the academic experience been like? And like he said, what kind of support have you, have you seen from professors and the university side? Uh, yeah. Um, so with COVID and all, um, a lot of classes were online and now they're just starting well not just starting but um more and more every year more classes are starting to be more in person so like earlier on uh i pretty much just took online classes um until the the, the start of this semester actually is when i had like my first like legitimate in-person classes so it was a little change uh, going from that but um like one of my professors uh brian schultz um is uh, my economics teacher, and uh, he really cares about his students, and um, he always keeps updates on sports and stuff like that of what's going on around UWRF. And then um, more like related, uh, my grandpa's professor back in college, uh, Jim Stewart, uh, he's still alive, and now he kind of mentors me, so like he'll check up to see how I'm doing, uh, take me out to lunch and stuff like that. And uh, he was a faculty member here and like 
I don't know. It just kind of shows how like small, smaller schools, like the teachers get to know you better. Um, and even after like they're done teaching, like they still check up on their students and whatnot. And I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. That's really cool. That's really cool. Um, Dylan, like I said, since you're still in the thick of it, have you had a favorite class or professor so far? Uh, yeah, I'd probably say it's Brian Schultz, uh, my macroeconomics teacher. Um, like I said, he cares a lot about his students and um, he always will come up to me in class and see how I'm doing, see how like my injuries progressing and and whatnot and I don't know. I think that he's a really, really good guy, and I care for him a lot, so. Great. Um, now, let's get to some story time. So, I want to hear first a funny or crazy but appropriate story. Um, Bob, I'll have you kick this one off. Well, I have a, quite a few. Uh, can I tell two? Absolutely. Okay. Well, the first one is that I was captain while I was at River Falls and I was playing and we uh, we had a big game down at Platteville. And Platteville, to some degree, has the same facility now as it did then. And the locker rooms were underneath the gymnasium and you go through a number of hallways to get down there through the catacombs. And we were down there and dressed up and we were fired up for a game that we needed to win. And so everybody was jumping and 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 screaming and ready to go on the floor and kick some butt and uh i let him out of the locker room and all at once we had seven of us in the broom closet because i let him right into the broom closet so, so that didn't work so good down there my second story is that i'm probably one of the few people that witnessed uh one of my teammates getting kicked off the team during the game because we had this one guy who was kind of a malcontent and thought he should have been playing more than what he was. And uh, we looked at the, we were playing out there and all once we looked down at the end of the bench and he had gone out and gotten himself a hot dog and a Coke and he was eating on the bench. <laughs> and the coach started screaming at him, you know, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm not getting in the game anyway. And he said, no, you're not even on the team anymore. Get out. So... <laughs> That's something that happened too. So those are a couple of things that I thought of that uh, you know were kind of interesting while I was there. I cannot imagine being a fan watching a player on the end of the bench <laughs> <laughs> while eating and, and drinking. And Dylan, could could you see one of your teammates doing that these days? Uh no. Definitely <laughs> cannot see my teammates doing that. Um no, not at all. <laughs> um, now, Dylan, what kind of stories do you have? Um, I don't know. I've been trying to like think of stuff, but like nothing comes clear to the top of my head. Um, I was like probably one of the games uh, that I thought was funny was my freshman year. Um. One of my teammates was, like, talking trash to the team the whole game. And we were blowing old player out. And he gets in, and right when the buzzer hit, 
comes. Uh, Eau Claire guy pulls up right in his face and just splashes, splashes it. And my teammate had his hands up and looked around to see that it went in and just dropped his hand and disbelieved. And I don't know. I thought that was funny to me, but didn't really think of too many. That's all right. That's all right. You know, you gotta you gotta be able to take it if you're gonna trash talk, I guess. And sometimes taking it is in the form of getting beat on a shot. I guess you guys won the game though, it sounded like. Yeah, we we killed him. It was we had it on film of him doing that and <laughs> funny. There you go. All right, so those are funny or, or crazy with the, the food and, and drinks on the bench. But let's talk about favorite memories. So just something that stands out during your time um, with the team and is maybe a good memory or something you look back on fondly. So Dylan, do you have one of these for us? Yeah. Um, so 2021, um, I believe Platteville was ranked number three in the country at that time. Um we had we hosted them at home for um, alumni night, and we ended up beating them. And it was a really like really good game to be a part of. And um, I can't remember if you were at the game or not, Grandpa, but it must have been really fun to watch. Um, but yeah, no, that was like a really exciting game when we upset them, and um, that was probably one of my top moments. Always a good one. Bob, how about you? Um I uh I my memories extends to the uh to the players that I played with. Um to this day I'm great friends with about you know five or six of my teammates, still communicate with them all these years later and uh have become great friends. And in fact, uh a couple of my dear friends passed away this past year. Um, but, uh, the, the, the friendships is what I take away from it. We would we didn't have great teams when I played, uh, I'll be the first to admit, but, uh, we tried hard and played hard, played against some great teams when I played, I mean, great teams. And in, in those days, Eau Claire was coached by legendary Ken Anderson. Um, and he had. When I was a senior, he had Mike Ratliff and Frank Shady, both of whom were drafted in the NBA, and both of them played at least a year or two in the NBA. So, and and they they were whitewater in those days with Eli Krogan. You know, he had some great teams as well, and they were right in there with Eau Claire. So, I mean, and again, all the teams in the league when I played were NAI, with the exception of uh, of whitewater. Got it. And now we're going to kind of head towards the, the wrap up part of this. But I think one question I want to ask that um, obviously stands out when you have family members who went to the same school and played in the same program. Um, Dylan, for you, when you were choosing your college, you know, was that three, four years ago now? Um, was there any was it River Falls just because that was what the recruiting process or was your grandpa's um, playing days there any kind of effect on you? Uh. I mean, yeah, I would say that uh, my grandpa playing there did kind of have a effect on me. Because, um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool that, like, I can say that I played at the same college that my grandpa played at. And 
he, he's probably a lot better than me. I mean, he's an athletic Hall of Fame there, but uh, it's still cool to be a part of, or not a part of, but doing that. And um, but also like the athletic facilities, like my uh, grandpa uh, keyed on earlier. Um, they're probably one of the greatest in D3 um, athletics and the weight room, the athletic facilities. Uh, they just rebuilt the UC. They're building a new science building. Like they're continuing to improve the campus. And um, it's like a really beautiful campus. And the coaches are really good. Um, my teammates are super nice and I get along with them really well. Um, but yeah, like a lot of factors uh, keyed into um, me coming here. But like you said, uh, my grandpa did kind of have an effect on me of him coming here and um, kind of played a role. Great. And I'll kind of flip that question for you, Bob. When, when you found out that Dylan was going there um, to River Falls, what was, what did you think about that? And, and were you excited? How excited were you? All the things. Well, I just wanted him to find a place where he would be happy, you know, and where we, where he would have an opportunity in basketball. And, and uh, I took him up there uh, for a impromptu visit, just a couple of campuses. We went to three campuses, I guess, and just looked at it because in those days when he was, a, when he was a senior, he really got shortchanged with COVID, you know, his high school team, maybe what it, they were playing the last game to go to the state tournament and they were getting on the bus and then that was it. They couldn't play anymore. The, the season was canceled because of COVID. And then it became a situation where coaches could not have players on campus for recruiting visits because of COVID. And, uh, so that response made a difference. So we made our own little trips. Uh, and I had known uh, the coach, Jeff Burkoff. Uh, Jeff played for River Falls when I was coaching at uh, Stevens Point. And uh, he's an excellent person. I know that he's going to an excellent coach. And I know he's going to treat Dylan well. And uh, so I think that that, that was one of the factors. And, and uh, certainly I was happy for him to go there. But I would have been happy for him to go to any place where he would have been happy and had an opportunity to play. Great. So now let's get into, like I said, a couple of wrap-up questions. Um, Dylan, talk about what it means to you to be a Division three student-athlete, and maybe that is clubs or academic-wise things that you get to be involved in, but what has that experience meant to you? Um, I would say the experience has meant a lot to me. Um, being a Division three athlete, um, you know, it's not – Division one or Division two or anything like that, but at the same time, I feel like we're all on the equal playing field. You know, um, we have school sports. Um, people have jobs that they all have to manage at the same time, and I don't know. I just think that it can be a lot to handle at times, but if like you're able to manage it well, it's um, really really unique thing um one of the better things is <clears throat> about being at the d3 level is uh with it being a smaller school uh, a lot of sports teams tend to get together more and i've met a lot of great people um not only on my team but 
on other teams as well. Um, so I don't know. Being a D3 athlete is just unique and um, not many people can, can uh, relate to it, which I think is a cool thing. Great. And Bob, I know you weren't a D3 athlete, but NAI, small school athletics. So probably a lot of similar experiences in that way. So maybe just a general question to you, what did it mean to you? And as you went through your career and everything to have been a student athlete and, and have that experience of balancing everything? Well, for one thing, it makes the time go fast. You know, you make friends and you hang out with friends and you don't need to uh, join a fraternity because really you have a fraternity. Um, the basketball team is such. Um, and again, like Dylan said, you know, I got to meet all the football players and swimmers and wrestlers and and everyone. We were all in the same boat. Uh, things have changed a little bit, though, now, you know, with uh, with the transfer portal and with uh, uh, collectives where, you know, athletes are being paid at Division One, Division Two, And I'm not sure what the rule is for Division Three. Maybe, you know, but uh um, we lost at River Falls. We lost a really good athlete uh, uh, this year who transferred, uh, you know, to Western Illinois Division One, and uh, so people are much more fluid now. You know, they move, they go from different place to different places, transfer in, and think they're going to get a better deal on the other side of the fence. Sometimes that works. Sometimes that doesn't work. So. It's a different scenario than when I played. And and I think a lot of outstanding D3 athletes have their ear to the pavement in terms of playing at a higher level. Definitely. And Dylan, I'll have you wrap us up for today. When you think about Division Three and the future, so as, as Bob mentioned, a bunch of things happening right now in the college athletics landscape. But as you think about Division Three, you know, you've been here for a few years and experienced it. What do you hope to see for D3 in the future? Um, <clears throat> I think one of, like, the, well, pretty much more upcoming things along with the transfer portal is the NIL deals. Um, I know it's not D3 level uh, isn't as great with the NIL deals and stuff like that, but I think more into the future, <clears throat> I think that could be something that could – grow more on the D3 level than what it already has for Division One and Two. Um, <clears throat> but I think D3 sports is um, in a great spot right now. Um, there's a lot of good teams um, throughout any sport at the Division Three level. Um, but yeah, I think D3 is just going to continue to grow and expand and I think a lot of people that are younger now thinking that they want to go to the division one level and whatnot. And once they, if they don't get there and go to the division three level, they'll see that it's not too big of a change. Thank you both so much for joining me today. I've had a great time chatting with you, hearing about your experiences. I really appreciate you taking time just before the holidays to hop on here. Thank you, Katie. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having us. To everyone listening, thanks for tuning into this episode of Small Talk. We post new episodes every Thursday. To follow along with everything Division 3, you can find us on social media at NCAAD3 or NCAADIII. Make sure to join the conversation with us all year long by using the hashtag DIII50. Have a great day and we'll see you for some more Small Talk next week.